Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're telling the story of Jet Airways Flight 555. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and we're in. <laughs> I can hear it being Hello. delayed on, I like heard the reverb from it. Okay, you hear it being yeah. delayed. Okay, so I'm yeah. not totally insane. No. <laughs> Okay, good. (laughs) But um, yeah, so today uh, we're telling the story of Jet Airways 555, which I'm really excited about because, I mean, it's not exciting. It's, it is what it is, but um, I'm excited because uh, this is one of those stories that's like felt a little too short for a long time. And now for our listeners edification i will say again as you know like in a bad movie as you know mariah um <laughs> Give the, real we've decided yeah we've decided to just go for it and do some shorter ones even if the yeah. episode is shorter so yeah which gets us back on that track. everyone exactly everyone seems yeah. to like that better than us just um painfully <laughs> dragging out uploads <laughs> so yes we'll take it so yeah here we are. We're doing it. Um, and this also, again, we're back into the present era. Um, so Jet Airways 555, August 18th, 2015. Uh, just a modern, just yesterday, just mere minutes ago, uh, this flight in the pre-COVID times, mm. two days ago, <laughs> um, we have uh, Jet Airways 555. I checked, actually, because we talked about Jet Airways, I don't remember, not that long ago, and um, it did close down. Jet Airways shut down. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It was a major airline. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So major Indian airline, and it didn't survive COVID at all. It didn't. It's gone. So, yeah, they... um, but this is before that happened, obviously. So August 18th, 2015, uh, we're flying a 737, the most common plane in the world, therefore the most common plane in our stories. Uh, we've got 150, nope, 149 souls on board. I did, there were mixed numbers on this, but I'm going to hmm. go with 149. Okay. Two pilots, six flight attendants, two pilots, nice normal day with pilots, uh, six flight attendants, 142 or 41 souls on board, like passengers. So, and uh, we're flying from Doha, uh, Qatar, which, have you flown through Doha? No. Did you fly through? Oh, okay. I wasn't no. sure if you, because there was like a moment in like 2000, maybe 10, where Qatar Airways was just like handing out flights for free to get people wow. to fly through Doha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why didn't we go? It, I know <laughs> the, the, but it's a beautiful airport, uh, yeah. in Qatar, which is, uh, beautiful desert um, by yeah. the sea. Your favorite and, place. Uh, I do the love the desert, desert and the, by the sea, the desert. Exact. What more could you want? Your laundry <laughs> dries quickly. Right. There's no mold <laughs> beach. Like, I don't know what else you could want, but flying from Doha to Kochi in India, which is like a four and a half, four, four and a half hour flight. And we're taking off around midnight. We're going to land around 6 a.m. with the time change. 
as it goes, everything's pretty uneventful for most of the flight. Yeah. Right. No, nice, normal overnight flight. It's a little crowded, but not horribly crowded, uh, but pretty full. So people are uncomfortably napping. <laughs> Chill and fine for the first four hours and 15 minutes of this flight. <laughs> Nothing's going wrong. Yeah. Um, as they're coming closer to Kochi, they, uh, the pilots get the weather for the Kochi area, dial in that frequency and listen to the little recorded uh, weather thing. And it says that the weather is like scattered clouds. Uh, They're going to have 350 meters of visibility. And the cloud cover um, is at 1,500 feet. Now, Hmm. yes, we're mixing up meters and feet. I don't know what to tell you, friends, but that's just how (laughs) life is sometimes. That's that's what's happening. There's gonna be a lot of that today. So, uh, which just that's fine. That's just totally fine Neutral. to fly in. Neutral, right? That's not not a problem. So they get the weather, like, and it's basically everything's been fine so far, and everything's still fine. And they're like, great, everything's still fine. Um, they continue to get closer. Uh, it's seeming a little cloudy, but they're still up high. That's how clouds are. The clouds live up high where they are, so it's fine. They call air traffic control, and air traffic control lets them know they're doing an ILS approach to runway 27. For anybody who's just, for some reason, this is your first episode, I'm so sorry. Um, but an ILS approach, instrument landing system approach, meaning that the instruments on the plane are going to guide them through the approach. So basically mm. the uh plane itself is going to communicate with instruments on the runway up until the end, up until right kind of the last minute, and then the pilots will take control and complete the landing, right? So whatever, fine. This is a normal day at work. Uh, As they're getting closer under these conditions at this airport with this approach, they have to be able to physically with their two human eyeballs, they need to be able to see the runway or the lights of the runway at 320 feet. That's the height at which they need to be able to visually look at the runway. Uh, But or they have to go around if they can't see it by 320 feet. Like, in, like no. in 320 feet in front of them? Sorry, 320 feet from the ground. Oh, I see. Okay. So 320 feet like, in an close. altitude. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too close. 320 <laughs> feet is like a nice house. But um, right. <laughs> like the other side of a school or whatever. But uh, no, 320 feet in altitude okay. at that height, that decision height, they have to be able to see the runway with their own two flesh eyeballs or they have to go around. Mm. But again... We've got, like they said that the cloud cover is at 1,500 feet in altitude. So that's nothing. They're right. fine. Uh, as they get closer, the visibility is way worse oh, than no. they were told on the radio. Way, 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 way worse. <laughs> They're getting there and they don't see nothing. They don't see anything they're going down they're getting closer they're using the ILS approach meaning like the the airplane itself is doing most of the work but again they're looking out because they need to see the runway and they need to actually land the plane they need to do that last very important part and they need their senses to do that (laughs) and they don't 
see anything. They see nothing. And so at they get to that 320 feet and they're still enveloped in clouds. And it's a no. It's a go around. Yeah. They they go around. Missed approach. Like they no way, <laughs> Jose. Uh, so they go around. Uh, they still have 4.7 tons of fuel, right? So not, I mean, they're, it's fine, guys. Everybody, I hope, I mean, it's not comfortable as a passenger. It's not fun as a pilot. You don't like to miss approaches. You don't like right. to fly in, in fog, right? But it's, it's one of the things that happens, right? Sometimes it happens. It happens. It's okay. So... It's okay. It's fine. We have plenty of fuel. We're golden. Uh, the pilots kind of discuss their options. Um, their alternate is Bangalore, right? Which, like, hey, Bangalore is yeah. where I spent, you know, the time I spent in India. Yeah. But um, their alternate is Bangalore, which is uh, 230 miles away. 200. It's 200 nautical miles away. Uh, let's just throw in another unit of measurement in there. <laughs> um, Perfect. <laughs> just to please. It's it's 700,000 football fields away. No. Um, Fourth unit. And it's on the... <laughs> right. It's on the other side of a mountain range, right? Which means that it's... The weather is totally different over there. Totally different situation. Mm-hmm. And the weather in Bangalore is meant to be fine like just nothing no problem um but it's kind of far for an alternate and it's a big fat hassle when you divert and like the you know and so they're like talking like okay we can go to our alternate which is bangalore um it would be super easy to land at we know we could do it um kind of seems like overkill they only need 3.3 tons of fuel to go to bangalore and they've got 4.7, right? Okay. So they got a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Uh, the captain is like taking out his little mental map, thinking about different places where they could go. And it's our favorite airport in the world. It's Thiruvananthapuram. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. So Thiruvananthapuram, um, which I did talk to our dear friend Aaron from uh, Mini Aircraft Investigation. And I'm going to play the audio he sent me yes. of how to pronounce it. Yeah, um, it's Thiruvananthapuram. It is like, Mariah, it is a, I will treasure it. I burst out laughing when yes. I read it. He's, for clarity, everybody knows, can can hear Aaron's sweet voice, right? Like, you know, Aaron has like a lovely, yeah. clear, like methodical way of speaking. And so he's saying like, in, you know, nice, measured, beautiful English, like, yeah, we actually pronounce it. And then it's like, <laughs> just right. like a machine gun casting a spell on you. Oh, I love so, it. It's, it's seriously one it. of my favorite things. Everything about it Going is perfect. In from English, so, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's beautiful. So I'm gonna stick to my. I'm gonna stay within my capabilities. So uh, the captain, <laughs> with his little mental map, can see that they're only like 80 miles from the Ruvananaparam, and uh, they could also go there. Right? It's another alternate. It's not all the way to Bangalore. Not such a hassle. It gives them a little more wiggle room with fuel. Um, the first officer also has his mental map out and he says like but captain um the prom a 
only has a VOR approach, right? They don't have an ILS system. It's basically a VOR approach is going to be a much more rudimentary system where they, as the pilots, are going to need to be able to see the runway way earlier than they need to see it now. They'd have to right. be, they'd have to have way better visibility in Thiruvananapuram to land. And Thiruvananapuram, I'm just going to keep saying it, <laughs> um, is, is on their side of the mountains. It's closer and it's on their side of the mountains that they're already on. And it's closer to the coast. So the weather is probably going to be the same and they need better visibility than they need now. So Captain, I don't know how much sense that makes, basically. Right. He's, he's you know. And so they got the weather report for the Hirvananapuram and it's 3,000 meters of visibility, right? Which is exactly on the line, like Oof. just barely enough for them to do a VOR approach, right? And they kind of are like weighing out all their options and they're like, well, let's just try this one. <laughs> like we're at Kochi, we're here, we're <laughs> at this airport. Let's try to just land here again. We'll give this one another shot. So they line up with the runway. They're using the ILS system. Uh, they can hear on the radio that while they're trying to figure all of this out, other planes are trying and failing to land. Other aircraft are having to perform go arounds. Oh, and they're hearing all of that happen, but our boys are confident. And so they line up with the runway oh God. and they go for it again and they get down to 320 feet and it's a big fat. No, oh, the no. weather has gotten worse. Nobody is landing here and like misapproach. Okay. So they <laughs> go around and again, for anybody who may not be familiar, what's basically happening just is they're dipping down as if they're going to land and then at a certain height, at the minimum height where they have to make a decision, they're realizing they're not able to land because they cannot see the runway. So they're like revving up the engines and lifting off again without ever touching down onto the ground. Yeah. So they're now running lower on fuel. The oh, weather God. is worsening. All the other aircraft are having to perform go arounds. They now have done two misapproaches and now. Oops, they can't go to Bangalore. Bangalore's off the table because now they're below the fuel needs to go to Bangalore. Oh, no. So now it's either Kochi or Thiruvananapuram, right? So they have like just enough fuel to go to Thiruvananapuram. Uh, so like, what are they going to do? They've either got to keep trying at Kochi or they've got to go there. They call air traffic control, request a diversion to go to Thiruvananapuram. They're just going to roll the dice and hope it's better over there. Right. Uh, the air traffic controller said like, okie dokie sounds good. Contacts Thiruvananapuram. The air traffic controller at Thiruvananapuram tells them, uh, tells the air traffic controller in Kochi, they can come here, but the weather here is getting worse too. And the air traffic controller at Kochi never communicated that to the pilots. No. Right. That's not good. That is, it's not good. It's bad. 
I feel for the air traffic controllers because everybody's doing missed approaches. They've got a million planes in the air. They're trying to land and like, it's a big mess. It sucks when it sucks. I don't envy their job at all. Right. This was not a good move. My dudes, like they needed that information. Although again, what are they going to do? Cause they've already used up all their fuel. They can't go to Bangalore anyway. So we're in a bit of a mess, no matter how you, no matter how you look at it. it, but yeah, no matter how you slice it. Thank you. I was going to say cut it and like, that's not it. But, that's, that's not it. Um, so, but their driver controller doesn't tell them. They don't have that information. So the information that they are going, that the pilots are going to Thiruvananaparam with in their mind is that the weather is just good enough for them to land. That's the data they have. That's the last information they're going off of when they head over there. They start to come in toward the Ravanandapram. It's not that far at all. They start talking to air traffic control. Air traffic control tells them the visibility is now 1,500 meters, meaning that they can theoretically see things that are 1,500 meters ahead of them in theory. That is not good enough for a VOR approach. Remember that? So... It is actually now officially by the numbers, the weather is too bad for them to attempt to land here. Mm. Right. Uh, But the pilots are like, well, what are we going to do, basically? So they uh, are theoretically going to be able to land if they could see the runway 600 feet above the ground. Those are the rules. Yeah. And they already know that's not going to happen. But they go for it anyway, and uh, nope, have to go around again. Oh my so god! They, right, they're gonna run out. So of this fuel. is they're they're having to go around again. This is another go around. So now, like you said, they're in serious danger of running out of fuel. At this point, they have thirteen hundred kilos of fuel. Okay, so 1,300 kilos of fuel. That's 1,300 is the what's called the final reserve number, meaning it is legally the lowest amount no. that they're allowed to land with. They are legally required, like they're they are supposed to, under no circumstances, land with less fuel oh, in no. that plane than 1,300 kilos, and they are in the air, flying around unable to land oh my god so at this point uh the air traffic controllers at Thiruvananaparam have already started to round up emergency services they once they made that fourth go around attempt the uh, air traffic controllers had already called the ambulances called the fire trucks gotten everybody out there alerted all the emergency services they had al- already started to prepare for an emergency situation because they even if the pilots are saying like okay well we're going to attempt a landing they know that this is not a good situation so at 1300 kilos of fuel the pilots are legally obligated to declare an emergency they're legally obligated to say maybe Mayday fuel, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they they do. They say Mayday, you know, low fuel. We need to land immediately. Now the shift that happens when a pilot declares Mayday is that basically they get 
anything they want, right? They This is a, a serious emergency, and it is the reality of the situation, right? It is Nothing's wrong with the aircraft, except it is running out of fuel, and they cannot see anything. They're flying Oof. around in dawn darkness here. Well, they're not okay? saying Mayday without it being real. No, it's real, right? And they they... So because it's May Day, now really nobody can say no to anything, right? They Everybody else has to get out of the way. This plane needs to get down, okay? Anything is theoretically on the table. The captain requests a visual approach. A visual approach. Mariah, Ugh. a visual approach <sighs> is what you do on a beautiful, clear, sunny day <laughs> right. when you can see everything for miles around. A oh visual approach means no VOR, no ILS, no assistance from the things in place that are meant to guide the plane. A visual approach is a lie, my dude. He is lying. <laughs> he cannot, it is not possible whatsoever to do a visual approach. So, oh, but no, no one can say no. Right. And nobody can like, you know, and clearly again, this is getting to be a very serious situation. Right. I mean, what so else he requests can he do? An, what else can he do? Well, but he, <laughs> so he he declares he declares that he wants a visual approach, and everybody goes like, I guess, like, okay, it is impossible. I cannot, I cannot. It is like saying that you would like to like drive your car blind because like your wife is giving birth like oh god no oh like we want you to be okay we want you to get there buddy but you cannot see right. you cannot see <laughs> so they he requests an impossible visual approach they say okay uh the pilots are claiming to line up with the runway visually which again is impossible so what they're actually doing the captain is using his instruments to like get the coordinates and try to like line himself up that's what he's doing actually right right so they come in they are so low on fuel they are desperate they come in using totally 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 blind using their instruments to try to get the coordinates right to try to get the speed right to try to get the i mean everything about landing is so complex no they cannot do it they are realized that as they're getting closer they realize that they are too fast too high and off kilter they're they're not lined up with the runway properly so they have to go around (gasps) again that's go around number five okay they are in big big trouble here this is a serious problem they are very very quickly running out of fuel the people in the back are all throwing up like this is a nightmare flight okay the engines completely could go out at any moment okay so at this point they are extremely dangerously low on fuel the pilot has to like asks for a teardrop Formation And what that means basically is if you imagine in your mind, normally all the planes will land and take off in the same direction on the runway, right? You'll have everybody going like from east to west, east to west, east to west, instead of going back and forth, because obviously that's dangerous to have people going in both directions on the runway. So what he asked for is he's going to do a teardrop. So instead of going around in a big circle so he can try to land in the same direction he was already trying, he's going to just make like a loop and come back and try to land going the opposite way on the runway if that makes sense so 
he because he doesn't have enough fuel to go all the way around he doesn't have enough fuel to make a circle the engines could literally go out at any second oh my he god makes this teardrop shape okay and here's the thing this plane like this is it this is it they do not have enough fuel to go around again they don't even have enough fuel to make a full go around in the first place so this plane is gonna be on the earth one way or the other this is the end they come around the pilot is this is a visual approach remember air quotes in total fog he comes around he flies at 600 feet above the earth he doesn't even like go up to the full altitude again he's staying low to the ground because he's he's flying so low to the ground as he's trying to blind land this plane the plane doesn't even know that he's trying to land and starts to scream the like train train pull up pull up the plane is warning him like at this speed you have to get away from the ground or you are going to crash oh my gosh start to bank the right wing starts to tilt down they're not controlling the aircraft well the plane is screaming the train warning and the bank angle warning they slam into the runway and roll to a stop and everybody lives oh my god oh my gosh Everyone lived. Wow. I cannot imagine being that stressed at, like at the pilot. No. Absolutely not. No. 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 I don't want to do that for Ryan, work. No. I did so much math. My math is probably wrong, but it is spiritually correct in that <laughs> there were 306 kilos of fuel left on that plane when it landed. Which was not enough to taxi to the gate. Wow. They literally did not have enough to taxi to the gate. Mariah, 306 kilos is the equivalent of having one and a half cups of gas in an (gasps) F-150. No. Wow. That plane was, they were right. That plane was going to be on the ground yeah, one way or the no other. And they were 100% blind. Oh my so God. the pilots claimed that they did see the runway the last time. Right. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, no. they didn't. They just, and somebody, I read like just a comment on a YouTube video about this where somebody said like, imagine like, So you're totally blind. All you can see out your windows is just fog. You see that the gas, like the gas tank is empty and you're just watching the altimeter go down. And you know that when the altimeter hits zero, you are going to die or be completely fine. Like there's no middle ground. And they did it. They ever, nobody was injured except I imagine, I imagine so much puking in the back. I don't mean to be gross, but I just think no, like yeah. all those go arounds and all those like going in circles and going up and down. That sounds awful. Horrifying. But um, the, 
the pilots didn't even get suspended by Jet Airways. They got suspended by like the Indian government, which what a bummer. Like, right. And the pilots defense was that um, there was no training at Jet Airways on how many go arounds was like the right number before you declare an emergency basically or when when does it become a problem right when you know because they did go around after go around after go around after go around and uh so they like checked the handbook and they were right there was no training at jet airways as to like how many go arounds is like a reasonable number of go arounds before it's a problem which all around the world pilots went like Oh, come on, guys. Like, come on. Right, quite literally. Come on now. <laughs> like, you're a professional. <laughs> but they were right that there wasn't training. So the Jet Airways got in trouble for not doing training. Oh, my God. And for that. And, like, Jet Airways got the punishment or whatever. Um, I couldn't find, like, the... Because, again, nobody... At some point, people just stop writing news stories about this stuff, right? Because, like, it's not... Yeah interesting after a while right so i don't know what happened to the pilots jet airways is gone anyway so i hope that the pilots are fine wherever they are yeah because everybody did live everyone lived, and they had the like i don't like to be crass but they had the balls to land it that last time yeah they did like they they had like the guts yeah to just go for it and literally land the plane totally blind that last time yeah and i just cannot imagine no and we say that a million times an episode but seriously <laughs> it's it's just yeah but they did it God. our boys did it they landed it fucking landed no it name and no name right there in thiruvananaparam wow that's Send amazing us... what year was this again yeah 2015 2015 yeah so recently yeah seriously 2000 2015 was i mean the worst year of all our lives <laughs> right but but also know, thankfully a little rough. better 2021 was 2020 2020 the whole the covid years yeah. have been separate have those been are separate thing. but yeah wow. but unbelievable they all lived they all lived love it that's amazing. Love it when they all live. I wish we knew the pilots' names. I know. I know. I guess, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a crash. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's an. It's like an incident. There's actually, like, there's not a lot of reporting about this. And the reporting I read about it all said, like, that it's an underreported story really, because yeah. again it really is so unbelievably close to a plane crash but not a plane crash at all right you know like they just like towed the plane and filled it back up with gas and went on their way and <laughs> right. you know i mean not that day but <laughs> right you know but and it doesn't it seem like, like it was like a her- yeah. like seen as a heroic thing or was that kind right. of how it and- was given off Well, okay, so that's the thing, right? Because it's really, really, really easy from our perspective to say, like, hey, guys, you probably should have gone to Bangalore, like, right right away. You know, there wasn't any, logically, it's easy to assume not if, if we don't go that far away and we don't go to, like, a different geographical 
topographical region, the weather is not going to be different. Right. You know, then maybe we have to go somewhere where things will be different. Right. And like, that's a logical thought, but I can imagine maybe some people, right, are more like are very literal and the (laughs) data they got said that the minimums were there and they could land and then the weather was just so much worse by the time they got there. Right. Another weird thing that I never, I, I didn't know if I would even mention this because I couldn't get a straight answer. There is another airport that's closer than Bangalore, but not, um, but like still in a different like topographical, is that the right word? A different, an area where the weather, they could expect the weather to be different right 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 right? that was closer than bangalore but that airport is like a mixed military and civilian airport and you need special training to land there Mm. but we don't know who the pilots were so they don't know if we they had that training so that's kind of like a weird question mark sure and so it, it i didn't really know where to stick that in but um people who are like very familiar with aviation in that area bring that question up why didn't they try to land there but again it's really easy to like be you know monday morning quarterback right Right. like it's really easy to ah football's over but um r.i.p football's over but yeah i don't know yeah i can see how people like i can see how some people would say like they put themselves in that situation and had to be the hero and yeah I don't know. Is that fair? I don't know. I mean, I literally don't know. I don't know either. But that right. Because like the weather. Weather is weather. Like if there's one thing I've said a billion times to passengers when I worked in aviation is like weather is it's the weather. You got to be mad at God if you're upset. Like there's just nothing to be done. And I do have like a tremendous amount of respect. I know I've like talked about this before, but I've talked about that like young woman pilot who was a first officer on a plane and her, the aircraft she was flying out of Buffalo couldn't take off because she didn't, wasn't far enough along in her career to have permission to fly in that severe weather. Right. So other planes were taking off, but she had to wait and she was so not embarrassed or ashamed of that and it stood out my mind so much because she wasn't like hiding it it was just like a fact and like that's how we keep people safe and i'm not going to feel bad for not being older i'm not going to feel bad for not being further along in my career right this is how it is that's amazing so yeah and i don't want to take anything away from people who like do it the right way and play it really safe and say like even if it's a big fat hassle to divert and it's a big you know it sucks and maybe they're exhausted because it is an overnight flight whatever and so they like i can it's really easy to imagine getting sucked into that like i just want to land i just want to land i just want to land i want to land as soon as possible yeah and by trying to land as soon as possible you actually make it much harder on yourself right. much 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 harder on right. yourself well and it skews your but, like decision making ability when there's other right like motives right. or whatever the reason may be right and you like keep hoping i guess i don't know enough about it but i imagine commercial pilots have the experience probably daily of 
flying in clouds and then getting down below the clouds and being able to see. Right. And so I can imagine just like hoping every time that like this is going to be the time that will break through the clouds and I'll be able to see the runway. Right. And that's maybe part of the reason why he yeah. went for the fake visual approach. Like if I get down low enough, I'll be able to see. But. Jeez. Oof. 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 Damn. Oof, oof, no one died oof. and he landed it. Yep. He landed it. <laughs> Landed it. Maybe so it was it a good. maybe a female pilot. Do we know for sure that it was a male pilot? I don't know. I don't know. They've been universally referred to as male. Gotcha. I would love to know how many female pilots there were for Jet Airways. Yeah. I wonder that data That's must true. exist somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to I was gonna go off on a whole thing about how I think it's kind of cool and wild that like India is like packed to the rafters with female doctors. Yeah. Which like that's cool. Very. Um, but I don't know how many women pilots. Yeah. I wonder if I can find it. I mean, even in Do general. A, none. Well, America has one percent female commercial pilots. So insane. Ugh. Yep. Uh and one percent of that one percent are black women pilots. Wow. So Wow, that's rough. That's a rough size. statistic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But every commercial for Delta will have a black woman pilot in it. Of course. Which like actually is great. It's kind of great because it's like, yeah, like remind people that like being a pilot is for them if they want it. Remind people that it's not like off limits or, you know, because it does like seeing there's so much to just introducing the idea that something is for you that right. just goes so far. Right. But I also feel like you're getting you're kind of like getting brownie points for something you're not actually doing, you know? Right. Exactly. Like exactly. You're, you're like taking credit for nothing. Yeah. Hiring a woman to pretend to be a black woman exactly. pilot that you hired. Like pat yourself on the fucking back. So, right. Why don't, well, Funny. but that yeah. is another thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> India has the highest percentage of female pilots, <laughs> according to Google. Is that true? Yeah. There you go. Go uh, India. 2,764 yeah. pilots are female. Identify as female in India. 2,000 okay. and something? 2,764, according to the India Times. But how many pilots are there? 17,000. <laughs> oh, that's way more than America. Yeah, way more. Way more. So go India. So maybe they were women. Do we want them? I mean, what is that? like, <laughs> bless their hearts. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they did it in the end. Yeah, they in the fucking end, they landed did it, it. So they fucking landed it. <laughs> it's the truth. What is that? Like five? Everybody walked away. Yeah. I don't know what 2,764 percentage wise is of 17,000, though. Um, Like 15%. Do you have, is this, this could be your fact. You could refer yeah. me today if you want. <laughs> yeah. 15%. 15.5%. Okay. Okay, cool. That's, See, I mean, I could be, shit. I could be worse at math. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, uh, that's yeah. Exponentially more than yeah. like everywhere else. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. Great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, 
Is that your fact? Do you want that to be your fact? <laughs> there are. Did you know there are 15, 15% of yes. Indian pilots are female? Um, awesome. I do have a, I do have a short fact today, actually. Do you know what Let's the longest living insect is? Like lifespan wise? Mm. They can live up to 100 years. Whoa, I don't know. Termites. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. Horrifying, right? <laughs> oh no. Those little fuckers Can you imagine are living, living somewhere with termites for a hundred years? They outlive you yeah, and me. Literally. They come with the house and Do... they stay with the house. <laughs> the house is gone long before <laughs> right, they are. Yeah. Holy cow. That's one of those things, man. I like, everybody talks about how California is nice and all, but like earthquakes and termites right. being like an authentic problem. Termites are like a TV problem to me. Yeah. Like, Same. you know, like quicksand or whatever. Yeah. There's no termites. There's no termites. There's no termites. But there are termites. <laughs> they live for a hundred years. Oh, no. That's how they build those huge mud yeah. huts. Takes like them forever, massive... I would imagine. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. No, thank you. I would hate that. It would make me so mad. Oh yeah. To get my have bugs eat my house. No. Infuriating. Yeah. I'm so sorry if that's a thing that happens where you live. If like a bug will just move in and eat your house out from underneath you. It's horrible. Nature, man. You're not supposed to be there, I guess. But no. Damn. Damn. But uh, gosh. Okay. So, well, that hideous, hideous thought in mind. No. Everybody lived. Everyone lived. Termites. Termites live. Termites live forever. <laughs> oh, Everyone lives, including the termites. Oh, golly. No, thank you. Okay. Well, what a great day for life. Yes. Life, so, all uh, life, life for everybody. Oh, my gosh. All right. Perfect. Uh, well, on that note yes. of life, the celebration of life. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Mariah. <laughs> love you so, so much. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you guys are hearing this one week after you heard another episode. <laughs> hopefully we're back to once yeah. a week. That's the, very much the idea. Yeah. We do have a few episodes in the can. So hopefully we'll be able to stick to that for at least forever. Yeah. Forever. forever. We'll stick to that forever. That's, forever. that's the promise. That's the goal. So. <laughs> yeah oh love you love you mariah love all of you love all of you yeah talk to you soon hey thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the pod crashed we so hope you enjoyed it uh right off the bat um careful listeners may have noticed that i just left out one of the go-arounds uh this aircraft went around six times and i skipped one which is uh honestly funny and shows how difficult of a situation they uh, found themselves in. Um, If you noticed anything else that we got wrong or if you want to contact us for any reason, you can get in touch with us on Instagram or TikTok or you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. 
If you're a musician or if anyone in your life is a musician and they would like to share their music at the end of our episodes, uh, let us know. It, there's no barrier for entry. Just uh, go ahead and send us an email or contact us uh, and we'll add it to the list. So thank you so, so much to every last one of you. Uh, we've got an exciting collaboration coming up. So I uh, am looking forward to that and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.